Welcome to the Dr. Berg's Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast, where Dr. Berg takes you on the journey for the truth about getting healthy and losing healthy weight. Today we're going to talk about hair loss and a very common factor that seems to be at the bottom of just about every different type of hair loss. Now, as you may know, there's many different causes of hair loss. You have nutritional factors that might be deficient. You also have testosterone forming into a very powerful form of this androgen called DHT that can bind with the hair receptor and inhibit the growth. So you have that. And then you have another cause, which could be autoimmune, where your hair root uh, cells are attacking itself, preventing the growth. But I can't stress this enough, but the single most common factor among all of these is stress. Now I'm talking about several different types of stress. The most um, damaging stress to your hair is emotional loss, okay? Like a loss of a loved one, a divorce can be devastating to your adrenals. So you have that, but you also have other types of stress like sustained chronic stress for some reason. You have environmental stresses, you have stresses in the world that are affecting you. You have family stresses, relationship stresses. You have stress from overtraining while you're exercising. You have stress going through pregnancy. You have stress while you're going through some viral infection. You can also be very stressed out if your sleep is not good because the lack of sleep can really put your body under stress. So there's many, many different types of stresses. But what's interesting about stress that affects your hair is that it's nearly always delayed. Now, normally when you have a physical problem of some sort, um, you're going to identify the cause and the symptom pretty quick because the underlying cause uh, usually happens just before you get the symptom. But the problem with hair loss is there's usually a delay between one, two, and even three months before the time of stress and the time you start noticing your hair is falling out. And this is why it's very difficult to connect the dots. So let's go through this. There's one type of hair loss called telogen effluvium. Now, this is a type of hair loss that's definitely triggered by some big stress. And this includes trauma, going through a surgery, and many other different types of stress, even being on certain medications. Now, let's talk about the next one called alopecia areata. Now, this is an autoimmune condition, right? But the question is, what triggers autoimmune conditions? Well, you guessed it, the same stresses that I'm talking about. In fact, when I was in practice, every single person who came in with any autoimmune disease always developed it after a stress event. But again, the problem with this condition is there's this delay of one to three months. So it's really hard to connect the dots. And the problem with autoimmune diseases is the way that they treat it is with synthetic uh, cortisol or glucocorticoids like prednisone or other types of steroids. And there's so many side effects. And the treatment, giving someone cortisol, gives a clue on what's really happening because they're giving a person this synthetic version of cortisol. Cortisol is an anti-inflammatory. But when someone experiences sustained stress over a period of time, this can greatly suppress the immune system. And it can allow an autoimmune condition to develop. And then when you get an autoimmune condition, they're using a synthetic version of that cortisol that suppresses the immune system to treat the condition. 
because obviously the cortisol that they have in the body is just not working that well. In fact, there's a high correlation between people with autoimmune diseases and a big problem with cortisol dysfunction or cortisol resistance, which is kind of similar to insulin resistance in which you have this massive amount of cortisol, but it's not working in the body. So you don't have the benefit of what it's supposed to do to the immune system. And you have a lot of overreactions in the immune system, like allergies, uh, inflammatory conditions, things like that. Now, another medication they use for this alopecia areata is called, I think it's pronounced allument. And despite having this box warning of these, you know, slight side effects like malignancy, serious infection, increased mortality, and thrombosis leading to a cardiac death. Other than that, it's pretty safe. But again, these medications designed to suppress your immune system come with a package. Now, let's cover another hair loss condition called androgenetic alopecia. This is where you have that testosterone turning into the very powerful form of testosterone called DHT, which burns out the hair follicles. It just so happens that stress can also worsen the situation and create more of this conversion. But I will say that there is a genetic component to this type of problem because it involves uh, pattern hair loss, both in women and men. And like I've said uh, with a lot of other videos is that just because you have a genetic uh, propensity to get a certain condition doesn't mean you're going to get it. There are epigenetic factors, things that are way above genetics that you can do to override this genetic problem. And of course, reducing stress is a big, big factor. Now, in a lot of videos, I talk about beneficial stress versus non-beneficial stress. That really has to do with who's in charge or who's controlling the stress. For example, if you dip yourself into an ice bath, uh, you are in control of that stress and it's very, very therapeutic. Another condition is prolonged fasting where you're in control, right? But the stresses where you're seeming to be out of control is where we have problems. So androgenetic alopecia uh, can be greatly improved if you deal with your stress. Now, this condition is also triggered by insulin resistance, okay? So I just wanted to add that. And of course, if we look at the stress factor to this too, you have stress increasing cortisol. Cortisol is a glucocorticoid, which means it increases glucose. And this glucose can also be a trigger for a worsening of your insulin resistance. So stress is a very common factor for this type of condition. Now, as far as a nutritional deficiency causation, you have several nutrients involved. You have a deficiency of zinc, deficiency of vitamin D. You also have a deficient amount of B vitamins as well as calcium. And every single one of those nutrients are affected by stress. So stress can also cause a deficiency of those nutrients and an increased demand of those nutrients. So now, as you can see, if you have hair loss, you must address stress to allow other things to work. So how do we do that? Let's go through a few things. Number one, you want to make sure your sleep cycles are handled. Because if you're going through stress, but you're not sleeping, it's going to be very difficult to overcome that stress. One thing that I'm doing right now that seems to be working very, very well, and I'll have to do more of a video about it, is that the type of exercise that I'm doing is very, very intense, but very low stress on my adrenals, okay? Involving a weight rack and cables, I'm using that right now, and I'm doing low reps, high weight, 
It's from the concept that Mike Metzer talks about, and, I, and I'll put a video down below to help you understand what that's all about. But you're really doing a high amount of weight, so you will not be able to push past, you know, like 10 reps. So you're stacking a certain amount of weight, so you're doing between 6 to 10 reps, okay, to failure. So you're just destroying that muscle, creating a lot of damage, requiring about a week to two weeks of rest. But I'm only doing one to two large muscles per workout. So I might do chest and triceps in one workout, and then I'll do back and biceps in another workout. And then the third workout, I'll do legs the next day. But I won't touch those muscles for another week. But it gives my body a chance to rest. It doesn't overtrain anything. And it seems to greatly improve my sleep. Next thing I'm going to recommend is a physical work around your house, outside, if you can. That always helps sleep because it gets your mind off the mental stress. The third point I want to bring up is that stress is always a symptom of something else. So yes, you need to deal with the stress, but you really need to isolate what the stress is and do whatever you can to fully resolve the cause of that stress. Number four, keto and intermittent fasting will improve your adrenals. They will improve the sympathetic nervous system, the flight or fight mechanism, and that by itself can greatly reduce stress. And the last thing is uh, B1, vitamin B1, make sure it's natural because the synthetics don't give you the same effect. I've done a lot of videos on B1. It's very, very powerful to help reduce stress and improve your adrenals. So I think these five things will help you more than anything for your hair loss.